0: You're listening to TBD, a podcast for brilliant coaches, consultants, helpers, and healers creating their best work and their most meaningful contribution. I'm your host, Megan Hale, business strategist and thought partner to help you distill your wisdom into your most potent offers and the multiple six figures that go with it. I'll be the first to tell you though, as someone who's done it, this path is far from a straight line. There are highs, there are lows, and so many moments of uncertainty in between. But if there are two things I know to be true, it's you always know what you need to know when you need to know it. And the next right step is always on its way. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode. I am so excited to dive into our topic today. But before we do, you know, it's such a weird feeling for me to be back on the mic after a three year long break from podcasting. And I think that I've always had a fascination around creativity and the creative process and how we are really creating something from nothing. And I think that's probably why I love entrepreneurship so much, because that's what this is. That's what our businesses are. They are an expression of the things that we create from nothing more than an idea, a passion, a willingness right, to show up and try. And I think that that is just so freaking cool. But I think that I've also Been reflecting on is just how I'm approaching this creative process. So, when I started my first podcast, The Enoughness Revolution, back in 2015, I remember that I just wanted to show up and have conversations with people around their journey of enoughness. And my first season, I think I interviewed something like 70 people. 70 people in that first season. I met so many just amazing entrepreneurs who were doing such big work in the world. Some of those people are still colleagues, some of them are still friends. And it was such a great way of connecting with other people. But the thing that I realized after season one is that I was really comfortable centering other people's journey around enoughness. And I wasn't as comfortable really centering my own. And so season two was really an invitation for me to really start sharing my own journey and taking people behind the scenes of what it was like for me to cultivate enoughness and some of the things that I was navigating. And I remember back then, I would literally just have these little ideas flow to me, you know, throughout the day when I was just Doing the, the minutiae of my day, whether that be driving somewhere in the car or taking my son for a walk at the time. And I would just chew on this idea and I would just let it sink into my cells and I would just roll it around in my head and I would come and sit down and just press record and just speak. And those episodes were always just so cathartic for me. And I think that I didn't even realize how much of a gift it was at the time to be able to really marinate on an idea, sit down, press record, and have like all of those ideas just kind of come forward in a very you know, organized way. <laughs> It was really rad because when I started Wild and Holy Radio, the first season, very much like that with the creative process, like I would take an idea, I would marinate on it. I would say, what do I want to say about this? What are the things I want to make sure that I don't forget and all of those things. And I would sit down, I would press record. And then from there, I took a year off of podcasting in 2018 because that was the year that I had my second child. I went through a six month deployment. I had doubled my revenue working half the time in my business that year. I reached my first six figure year that year. And that was also the year that I found out my oldest was having some developmental delays. That was very concerning, especially navigating a lot of that while my husband was deployed. And then my husband coming back and him taking a really stressful job. And it was just, it was a, such a hard, challenging year. And so I'm so grateful that I did not podcast. throughout 2018, because I literally was holding so much and did not need anything else. But 2018 was also the year where so much money healing work happened for me because as I doubled my revenue, that was the first time that I had consistent cash flow for months and months and months. I had a whole year of consistent cash flow in 2018. And so that stability really created a lot of safety for me to really do deeper level money healing work. And so I knew coming back to Wild and Holy Radio in 2019 that I really wanted to start breaking down all the layers that I had moved through when it comes to money in that prior year. And so I remember sitting down and pressing record and expecting things to just flow through like they had always done and that not happening. And in fact, I sat down and it was like, I had all these ideas in my head and in my heart. And there was just this disconnect of bringing that out of me through my voice And looking back, what I realized is that I was still recovering from a lot of postpartum exhaustion of 2018, like literally was not getting enough sleep. Like I needed to recover and pour back into myself for all of my neurons, literally to be firing on all cylinders. And it was a really frustrating time for me to sit down knowing that I had so much to share and literally feeling like I could not get it out of me. And I would sit down and I would lose my train of thought. And I get so frustrated with the whole process. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do with this? And so 2019, I actually had to podcast in a very different way. And instead of just marinating on an idea, showing up and hit record and letting all of that flow out of me, I actually started writing out my podcast episodes because that was the thing that really allowed me to start to feel safer to hit record and that if I did lose my train of thought or an idea just flew out of my head as it does in that postpartum fog, if you're, if you're a mama of an infant, I know, you know what I'm talking about. Like you just feel sometimes like you're brain dead. Like there's nothing going on out there, right? Cause <laughs> you're just so depleted and trying to create content from that place was just not happening. But I remember through that process of writing and pressing record and like having to find a new way of creating, that was such a process for me back then. And I really craved this experience of, of being able to trust my voice again, to be able to sit down and press record and just allow things to flow through and to really reclaim that ability that I had had for my first three years of podcasting. And so as I'm sitting down to record this episode, it's fascinating to me because I'm just sitting down and hitting a chord and just seeing what happens. And it feels, it feels kind of emotional, actually. Like there's a reflection of just how far I've come, um, just with like my own relationship with myself through the early years of motherhood that were just so incredibly challenging for me and just wondering, like, am I ever going to get that back? am I ever gonna be able to sit down and let things flow out of me in that way? Like, will this always have to feel different? Will I always have to have these supports that allow me to feel safe and supported to hit record? You know, And so it's really meaningful for me to be here with you now and just being able to sit down like I used to and just simply talk. So I wanted to share that because I think that this creative process is just so fascinating. And sometimes that has to shift with different seasons that we're in, right? When we have different levels of capacity, like we're going to have to learn how to do things differently. And just in case you are going through a similar situation or you might go through a similar situation in the future that you can come back to this episode and be like, oh yeah, yeah, maybe this has to look different in this season, but that doesn't mean that it can't be done, right? I'm just gonna have to cultivate a new skill set or a new way of being or approaching this. It's going to work for me right here, right now. And there are so many times in business, my friends, when we are having to do that, right? So that kind of brings us to the topic of this episode today, which is what happens when we have to learn a new way, when we have to approach our work from a new perspective, whether that's creativity, whether that is our messaging, our marketing, whatever that looks like, right? For me, the way that this is showing up in this season is really having to let go of a brand. And what is that like? Because I think one of the things that I have really been reflecting on is there's such a big body of work that I've built these past few years around this concept of this brand name and what is it going to look like? for something new to go in its place. So for me, I really have to go back to where this all began, which really starts in 2020 when I led my first mini course under this brand's name that I have been advised not to share publicly, okay? It's not a huge secret. You can go on my website if you're listening to this currently before I have to completely rebrand. But I led my first mini course under this brand in 2020 and it was like a huge success. I had 1500 people sign up for this mini course with me. And from that mini course, I invited people to take the next step with me inside the money map, which is a profit planning tool that I developed, um, back in 2017, that really allowed me to double my revenue working half the time in that following year. So the money map holds such a special place in my heart. It's a tool that I literally use every single day. And it's a tool that my clients use in their businesses every single day to meet with their money, to meet with their business, meet with their goals, their dreams, all of the things. And it's just such a power powerful resource to have in your business as you're making high level decisions on on your offers, on your sales calendar, on your price points, on your payment plans, like all of those things matter. Right. So anyway, we had over a hundred people purchase the money map. And so we had 105 sales. And I remember like, that was just such a smashing success. And I remember feeling like I finally had this brand name that was so clear on what I was inviting people into that was so clear on the end result that I wanted to provide. And that name has been something that is just so easy to talk about. It's so easy to talk about because the minute I say those words, everybody knows what we're talking about. There's no need to explain it further. And anytime you land on a brand name like that, it is like, magic. It is like a magnet, right? Like it has its own palpable energy to it. And the same was true when I created the brand wild and holy, wild and holy had that same energy in the sense that I could talk about really welcoming, inviting people into being both. And, and I remember when I first started talking about wild and holy, (laughs) I had people say, I don't even need to know what that is to know that I want to know more about it. That's when you know, like you have a brand's name, that's creating the intrigue. It's creating the resonance. It's connecting with people and doing what you want it to do, which is asking people to come closer, asking people to take pause, getting that experience for people like, Ooh, I want to know more about that. Right. And so coming up with brand names like that, these are not easy things to arrive to, And so back in August of 2020, when I led that mini course and we had this, this great success with the money map, I knew that I had stumbled across a brand name that had depth, that had longevity, that had clarity, that had resonance. It had all of the things that Wild Hanoli had held for me. And that was amazing. And so With this brand name, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I have just entered the next chapter of my business because prior to this brand name, I had been talking about like wild and holy money, right? Which wasn't exactly all of it. Like Yes, a lot of my spiritual work of really understanding my own divinity and defining that on my own terms was foundational for me to do the same with money, but that wasn't really the core invitation that I was inviting people into with this next chapter, right? And so when this new brand name fell into place, it was like, oh, game on, game on. And I entered into like three amazing years of just (laughs) profound business growth, right? which was a wild ride. And it has been such a beautiful journey, a hard journey, which we are going to break down on this podcast, right? Because it's not been all, you know, rainbows and unicorns over here. I can guarantee you that, um, growth has edges and we are going to find those edges along the way, which I cannot wait to dissect and deconstruct with you. But This brand name was really the thing that ushered in this next chapter, where I really found this this central concept that became the hub. And over the years, I have helped people develop their own frameworks, which I call your own wisdom model, that really clarifies what it is that you do and what it is that you're inviting people into. And the thing that I have always said is that this central piece of your framework, the core invitation of your brand, is the most important piece for us to clarify. And this central component of your brand should be so clear, so magnetizing, right? That is creating that same experience that I have had with several brands now, right? Where people are like, I wanna know more. I wanna come closer to this. I am intrigued, right? You're speaking my language. This is resonating. This has sparked something in me. And so I have kind of preached for the past couple of years of how having this central piece figured out is so incredibly important for your overall message. And it is this exact piece that has started to fall away in my own brand. And so what this is inviting me into is to kind of re-examine my approach with this and what if... What if this central message, right, this, this core invitation is maybe something that's nice to have, but not necessarily necessary for you to invite people into your work, to create that intrigue. We're still going to have to create ways to talk about what it is that we do, but it's not necessarily going to be in a very succinct brand message. And so that is what I'm having to really deepen into right now. This alternate way of talking about what it is that I do without this central core invitation that I am so used to having, which kind of brings us back to where this all began of sitting down in 2019 to record the money series on wild and holy radio and realizing that I was going to have to approach this differently. I was going to have to create different systems, different supports, a different approach. So I could share my wisdom. Because that was really the most important thing, right? The most important thing, because for us to just allow our wisdom to sit inside of us and not reaching other people, like it's not going to have the larger impact that it's here to make, right? And it's not going to benefit other people. It's not going to offer healing for people that need it and all of these other things. And so it's so ironic to me (laughs) that I'm finding myself in a very parallel process and a completely different sector here of having to talk about what it is that I do with this missing piece, this missing piece of my brand. So what is it like to actually have to let go of something? What is it like to have to adjust to a new way of doing things? This is kind of where I'm at right now of having to figure out what this does look like. And just to kind of put this in context, this is all very new. All of this has happened. Well, actually, (laughs) let me rewind on that. So in 2021, so 2020, we had the amazing mini course that I launched had 1,500 people sign up for it. I think we ended up probably having 200 some extra people sign up like after it got started. I'd have to go back and look at numbers. Um, we had 105 people come into the money map, which was phenomenal. It was so much fun to see people have these powerful money ahas to get these money systems up and working in their business. To have this holistic, intuitive approach to money that was also very grounded in like what they really needed and also their dreams. Like it was just. I cannot say enough things about the money map. It is just something that I adore so much for all the things it does for you, your business and your money. But that was a phenomenal experience. And so I knew that this brand name was definitely something that I could grow with. Like I saw my future with this brand. Okay. (laughs) And so in 2021, I filed a trademark for this brand name. Okay. However, Let's also put all of this into context with what is happening in the world. Okay. The mini course that I launched in 2020 was August of 2020. So we had already been in the pandemic for almost six months at that point. Right. And 2020, man, 2018 was hard. Okay. (laughs) 2018 was hard. 2019 was kind of like, okay, let's just recover from all the hardness of 2018. Like, let's get to a place where we're like mentally, physically, and spiritually okay. And whole again. Okay. Cause 2018 took a lot out of me then. And we moved to a new place, which was great. We was like, got to close that chapter of all that hardness and like really start fresh in a new city. And then the pandemic started six months later after we moved. And you want to talk about all of the things that we had tried to just like, we're okay. We're good. Like we've made it out of this. Like we're fine now we can just move forward. Right. My husband and I found ourselves in a place where we kept on trying to stuff things under a rug to be okay, because we so, so desperately just needed to be okay after not being okay for, you know, two long years. And when the pandemic happened, it was almost like that perfect storm where you just couldn't do that shit anymore, right? Because like work, life, balance, like all of that stuff changed dramatically. And the things that we had not dealt with started coming up and being placed on the table in really big ways. And so what I typically say is 2018 kind of cracked us, 2019 challenged us. 2020 really started to break us, and 2021 is when we really found our edge and almost like did not make it out of our marriage. Okay, so I I wanted to put this into context because our businesses are never happening in a vacuum. Okay, there's always all these other things that are going on in the background of our of our lives, right? (laughs) That are drastically impacting our capacity. So you know, pandemic, obviously, Um, marriage issues definitely new child rearing responsibilities with schools being closed, all that stuff, like all the stress. It was just so much y'all so much. And I know that everybody has their own story with this. However, I filed my trademark in 2021 and the attorney that I worked with came back and said, your trademark has been rejected because there's a similar mark. And this was literally the exact same month that we found our total edge in our marriage where I was like, I can't do this anymore. Right. Like it was a very hard conversation, lots of tears. Like we were at the edge of everything. I had nothing more to give. I'll never forget that day. And so all of that was happening. And so when the lawyer came back and said, this has been rejected, what do you want to do? Do you want to challenge this? I was like, I literally can't even compute what it is that you're saying to me right now. Like I can't, I don't have any capacity for that. (laughs) Right. Like I feel like my marriage might be ending. And so I just kind of filed that away somewhere of like, I'll deal with that later. It's not a big deal. It'll all work out. Right. And so a month ago, when I'm now in a much better place, like my marriage made it, like we've gone through all of those things. Like we've, we've recovered, right. We have recovered. Now I'm ready to take action on this next step of my business. And so I'm meeting with the attorney and we're, we're getting ready to talk about licensing and certifications and like all these things that I've been wanting to do for so long and just, you know, haven't been ready to do for a variety of reasons, mostly from capacity sake. And the trademark comes up again. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that thing that I wasn't ready to deal with because I just didn't have the capacity for it at the time. And so this information isn't new, but my ability to process it is. And now, now I'm very aware of just how much this means, (laughs) just how much this means. So when we are receiving information, whether it be for the first time or when you can actually process it, right? (laughs) This is my case. It's like taking a blanket and it's a thread. And you're starting to pull this thread of like, okay, so this piece no longer gets to exist here. And so, what does that mean for me as a business owner and a brand owner? But also, what does this mean about my philosophies? Some of the things that I teach, right? When this thing has held so much importance for really being able to clarify what it is that you do and what it is that you're inviting your people into and you. The person that is teaching this does not have that thing. And you're having to lean on other pieces. You're having to lean into a different way. And so what I will share from this vantage point is one, This podcast is not going to be a spot where we bypass the shit out of ourselves because I don't think that that is helpful. And yes, I'm a very positive person and I'm incredibly optimistic and I'm very future oriented. Like I'm always around, like, look, there's a silver lining in everything and we are going to find it, right? And also being very real with like the loss and the grief and the hard shit that you are going through, that is something that should not be avoided. It can be, it can be. But in my personal opinion, the strongest people in this world, whether they be entrepreneurs or not, are people who will walk face first into grief, loss, sadness, anger, frustration, loneliness, all of that hard shit, right? And they get real with it because that ability grows your capacity like nothing else. So what I know to be true, because I always play the tape of what does this look like you know, months down the road, right? Put it in perspective, which is such a great cognitive skill set. I know that this brand name falling away and me not having a core invitation right now within my own framework, within my own business is going to force me to talk about my work in a different way, when different language, right, which is going to end up being the greatest gift. But it does not get to be the greatest gift without going through the messy, uncomfortable aspects of having to figure out a different way of doing this. And figuring out a different way of doing this is never comfortable or easy, right? (laughs) Because you've never done it before. But it's also the thing of doing the thing that you've never done before that gives you new skill sets, that gives you new perspectives, that gives you new wisdom, and also gives you more capacity. When I go back to 2018 and I look at all of the things I was navigating back then, I was getting ready to have my second baby. My husband was going to deploy for six months, just three weeks after we had him, I was going to have two under two on my own. Right. And I was asking myself like, what in the world am I even going to be able to commit to next year in my business? And I had like 10 hours a week that I thought that I could like realistically commit to, right? That would be sustainable and not be completely overwhelming with all of the other things that I was holding. And PS, those 10 hours a week did end up feeling like way too much at certain times, right? which was a whole mind's fuckery situation of me feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't even handle this. Like what's wrong with you? But that's a whole nother story for another episode of just, oh, you cannot see how much you're holding. So many of us cannot see how much we are holding and how great of a job we are doing. However, I remember that feeling like the biggest obstacle. The biggest obstacle I was about to have the least amount of time I had ever had, the least amount of energy I had ever had, the least amount of support I had ever had doing things I had never done at a really, really high level with so much resting on my shoulders. What does this even look like? And it doesn't even make sense to even pursue any dreams. Like can dreams even be possible with this, right? But it was that those exact constraints That led me to the most powerful questions that radically shifted the way I was approaching my business and approaching my work that did make so much more possible. And that is actually the foundation of everything that I help my clients do today of really understanding sustainable business design. And it was life changing, life changing. And so, because I have that lived experience, I am looking at this new experience of losing a brand name having to kind of start over, like it's not completely starting over. (laughs) Like my frameworks are the same. What I teach is the same. My philosophies, or at least a lot of them, I think are very much the same. I am the same. Everything that I bring to my work is the same. But how I talk about that, how I define that is very much a fresh slate. And so because of this, this is a constraint, right? It's a constraint of, okay. So it's not that it's not that. And anytime we have a constraint, the thing that can also show up with that is resistance about that constraint. Okay. So I remember back in 2018, I was like, I don't want to only have 10 hours a week to work. Like I want to be able to work more. I want to be able to do all of these things. And I can't because I am going to be a new mom to two under two. And I'm going to be like, I, I didn't want that to be my reality, right? And so with this new constraint, <laughs> and my my attorney will tell you, with this new constraint, it was like, this brand name is not part of yours anymore. It's not yours. It's gotta go, it's gotta go. And I have bargained. I have gone back to her. Of like, well, what if we just did this? Or what's the worst that could happen? Like, do I really have to let this go? Like, <laughs> there's a lot of resistance around like making sure that this is, the way it's got to be, right? So constraint typically will offer resistance, but after that resistance passes and you move into like the acceptance phase, right? (laughs) That's where innovation is typically born. And that is what I'm hoping for. I am hoping that an innovative new idea comes into this brand names place. And I also know that wanting something and like hoping for something is also what can make it move further away. (laughs) So I'm trying to balance this, this desire and this want and this hope with also being really open to whenever this wants to come through and allowing myself to enter into the challenge of learning to talk about what it is that I do in different terms, in different ways, with different language. And my thought is that will, that will probably be the grandest invitation of all, with all of this. So my friends, when you lose a brand, there's grief, there's frustration, there's loss, there's sadness, there's heartbreak. There's having to learn how to do things differently and you don't want to, especially when you spent like three years building and having a partnership (laughs) with this thing. Like it feels like a breakup. That's how it feels. And you don't know like what the next thing is going to be. But the thing that I'm trying to ground down into right now is that there's also a freedom in this to really reimagine like, what is my body of work? Like, Yes, there's the focus on this money piece that has been a huge part of my body of work and it still is, always will be because nothing has been as profound for me as healing my relationship with money. Nothing has connected me more to my power, more to my truth, more to my own integrity, more to my power of choice of what I get to choose money means for me, trusting myself to manage it, having the tools and developing the tools. So I can trust myself to manage it. Like nothing has been as profound for me as that. And I see all going back to like my business journey. I have so many things that have stacked on top of that. But I will also say that as I have stacked on top of that, it's not just money that I do. It's so much more than just money. And so what language is going to describe all of that? I don't know. That's where TPD comes in because <laughs> it's to be determined. But what I do know is that there is, there is a playfulness here if I can you know, allow myself to access that. There is a freedom here of getting to start over, getting to reimagine, getting to re-envision, getting to unzip everything and putting it all back together again. And although that's not what I anticipated I was going to be doing at this point in time, I know that it will only provide an even stronger foundation for everything else that comes next. So my friends, where I will leave us with this episode is what I'm entering into is that messy in-between space. When you know that something is no longer and you are still not clear on what you're stepping into instead, that in-between space, there's there's not a lot of clarity, right? There's a lot more questions than there are answers. And for those of us who love certainty and clarity, I mean, clarity is such a dopamine rush for me. There is nothing that feels better than feeling like laser clear. So this, this is a very different vibe, right? (laughs) Of having to find comfort here, but also, I think that that's going to be a whole other podcast episode of really starting to shift the way that I put so much value on clarity and what happens when we actually start to shift that value paradigm. And I think that that is going to be such a rich episode. I cannot wait to dive into that. But also the thing that's present in this episode today is really having to learn how to approach things differently. And that is also uncomfortable. You're used to doing things in a certain way. You're used to having certain pieces, right? um, That make up the whole. And when some of those pieces start to fall away, this thing feels incomplete, or maybe it's starting to take on a radically different shape if you let it. So depending on what you're currently experiencing in your business right now, maybe it is something similar to what I'm going through, or maybe it's something completely different, but there are some through threads here, right? There's through threads of uncertainty, of having to learn new ways of doing things or approaching things, of learning how to let go of things that you thought that you were going to have, or that is for you. I hope that this episode gives a little bit more voice to what this process is like. And also to know that this messy middle is not easy. It's not comfortable, but it doesn't mean that we can't do it. So I am here showing up on TBD, navigating what it feels like to be in this state of to be determined. And I'm so grateful that you are here with me. And until next time, my friends, here is to the courage to keep showing up even when things feel uncertain and trusting, knowing, believing that the next right step is always on its way. See you soon.